Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. These people were dying. The house has personality of its own. She did some bad things. There was a being in my bed with me. She's pissed. I had a funeral for her in that front parlor. Why'd they have to go and ruin everything? 1898, we think, is when she... She went insane. She's a sociopath, period. My name is Amy Allen. There's something down there. I see dead people. He doesn't want me back there. I speak to dead people. She's pissed. And they speak to me. She doesn't like the people who live here. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. Someone did hang themselves here. Where? There. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Did you want to kill him? And I know every person, every house has secrets. She did die in this house. It's my job to reveal him. Would you be surprised if there were bodies in his basement? No. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicated during an investigation. Until the very end. Not good. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay... Will it get worse? Or time to get out. Oh, yes. <sighs> Steve will do all of the research. He'll look into the history. He'll interview witnesses. He'll find out all the facts that he can. Then later, we come together to compare our findings to see if there's any significant results. 
I'm about an hour out of Syracuse heading to a small farming town in upstate New York called Erieville, of all places. And I'm meeting with a man named Elvis Restaino. Now, Elvis wind up buying an old barn and farmhouse. He's trying to maybe turn it into a bed and breakfast. Problem is he's having some strange, unexplained things going on. He had an apparition meet him in the middle of the night in his home. So he's having issues and he's concerned about if he should spend the money or the time to renovate this place if he's going to have a problem with it. So I'm going to meet with him now. Once I get the details from him, I can do some research and find out what's going on. Matt will go in before me, and he'll remove any information that may distract me from communicating with the dead. So he cleans the slate. And then I come in not knowing anything and do my walk through the location. She would hurt her children. Okay, this woman. She hates me with a passion. She's right there. Elvis. Hey, Steve. How are, how you? are you? Come on in. Thank you uh, for coming. Man, you are in the middle of nowhere. Elvis is a designer based out of the West Coast. He wanted to renovate a farmhouse, so he bought this one sight unseen on the internet. Okay, so why don't you tell me what's going on? Bought this house 3,000 miles away from where I live. Now I'm a bit concerned. The house has a, uh, a personality of its own. Okay. It's a bit of a concern for me because who's going to want to come to a bed and breakfast that has this negative energy to it? So has anything specifically happened to you in the house, in any part of the house? Yes. Okay. The back room, which is the oldest part of the house, and then my bedroom. You want to show me one yeah. of the spots? Let's go over upstairs. There's like this dominating woman who knows how to manipulate how she is perceived. That's how she gets her messages across. Entities can control how you perceive them, so they can present themselves in any way, shape, or form. She always wanted like red hair, so she like shows herself with red hair, but really it's like a dark, mucky brown. 
She's young and she she's in her nightdress. So she did die in her nightdress. Wow, this is beautiful. Okay. This is your bedroom. This is where I sleep. Elvis, why don't you describe to me what you felt or what you saw here in the bedroom? I was coming in from night, had some wine. I was a bit foggy, I was tired. I was kind of drifting in and out of sleep. I woke up and there was this uh, young woman, really heavy hair, like I felt the weight of her hair kind of draped over my chest, kind of looming over me. Okay. I'm gonna ask the obvious questions. Did you drink enough that you think you wouldn't recall it or no. was it dreaming? No, not at all. Now I see you got lights on the headboard here. Were the lights on so you can see clearly or was it pretty dark in here? No, this was pitch black in here. There's, you know, the, there's a nice kind of uh, country glow from the stars and the moon here. Okay, so you had a little bit of light, a little natural light, but yeah. you didn't have any artificial light on. No. Now you posit this wasn't some girl that may have came by that knows you and- No. Not at all. Okay, so you thought about all this stuff? There was a being in my bed with me. This is the oldest section of the house, built in 1790. I was renovating this room, this section of the house. Huge project. There was a loft up here and there was wood spanning the distance of the loft. Beautiful wood that this table was made from. Well, this is the actual size that the planks were? Yep. And you decided to make a table out yeah, of it? Yeah, 14 feet. I was obsessed to make a 14-foot dining room table. Wait, wait, I don't need a 14-foot table. So as I'm taking down the walls, I find this picture. In the wall or on the wall? In the wall. And this was between a wallpaper and the outer wall. I made this 14-foot table before I found this picture in the wall. It happens that everyone in this photograph could fit around this table. Well, there's a lot of people in this photograph, that's for sure. You're right, this size table would fit them perfect. And they're all dressed for Sunday dinner? Or Thanksgiving or something like that. So everything that's happening to you is only in the older part or whatever's attached to the older part of the house. I could hear things okay. throughout the whole house. I could sense things throughout the whole house, but just something peripherally moving or walking by me. So I'm concerned. Well, and that, that's, that's why I have you here. It's just... Uh, it's, it's, it's odd, you know, it's really odd. Now, did you hear about anybody dying here, getting killed here, committing suicide here or anything like that? No. Okay, as far as like finding out the background, the facts, if there was anything crime-wise or history-wise, I'm gonna look into all of that. You know, I work with a partner. This is her end of it. I don't deal with any of this stuff. Okay. Not that I don't believe it or I disbelieve it, I just, I, that's not my forte. I'm okay. an investigator, it's what I do. I don't really know much about that. And we deal with the facts. Now, what's with the dandelion in the jar over there? So I made these blocks and I put letters on them. And this was my interpretation of a, a board 
to communicate with whoever wanted to communicate with me. You mean like a Ouija board? I, I don't even want to say what it was like. I'm just saying this is an open line of communication. So I had these letters and numbers on these blocks, and then I had this mason jar with a dandelion in it. And I said, if anyone was going to communicate with me, that the petals, these dried petals of this dandelion, would blow off inside that jar. I so this was your attempt at trying to contact whatever's here? <sighs> yes, yes, I, right. yes, it's... So I, do, you, do you have a background in this, or is this something you just, you, you know, something you just did? Uh, I, I, something that I was compelled to do. Okay, but you haven't done this before? No. Well, let me ask you this question then. Was this all this stuff before or after the incident in the bedroom? Before. So it's possible that whatever you did here might have brought this out? Yes. Man, it's cold in here. She's standing at the top of the stairs, and she's very upset. We're intruding. She's very vain, very vain, and she doesn't like this. How dare you say that? She's pissed. She's She's a very dignified pissed off, though. I mean, I must say. As a physical medium, one of the things that I can do is allow the dead person to enter my body. In that way, they can speak through me. Why they have to go and ruin everything? Who's, who's saying that? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Why are you? Why are you making us do this? I don't want to talk to you very unhappy. It's just not even worth it. Wasn't worth it then, it's not worth it now. A lot of stomach issues. There was an illness too. Every day, every day pain. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. All this, you struggle, this, 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 and it's not even worth it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. (laughs) She hates it here keeps running away from me. What time period do you get? Uh, I'm getting early, early, early. I'd go back to like even maybe 1890 to 1910. The lady's up there. What is she doing? She's just glaring at me. She hates me with a passion. Where is she now? She is on the landing, at the top of the stairs, on the landing. She's right there. Clearly this Elvis is an unusual guy with an unusual story. So I'm gonna meet with a neighbor or two to see if I can find out what they think of him. Lillian, thanks for sitting down and meeting with me. I appreciate it. I told you I met with Elvis, your neighbor across the street. Yes. Now, what do you think of Elvis? Do you think that he's a sound mind and everything? You think? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have no question in my mind. If he says something's going on, you would believe him? Yeah. Some people can be more attuned to something like this than other people. Now, Elvis suggested I come over and maybe speak with you, and uh, I'll tell you why. He's having some... Unexplained things happen in his house. Uh, He thought maybe you might have some idea of maybe who lived there or some history about the house. Well, I can't very well go back much before 1934, 35, something like that. The first people I can remember living in that house was Ernest and Maud Brown. I can vaguely remember them. I can remember when Maud died and they had a funeral for her in that front parlor down there. Did Maud die in the house? Maud did, yes. She's right there. And the kids are right on the banisters, to the left of her, hanging on the banisters. Smaller children, and getting two children, and they showed me that there were graves. And they're in a circle, which for me, for some reason, I'm thinking relationship here, that maybe they're brothers and sister, because it's like a really tight bond like that, like family, like tight. The kids were trying to tell me something. They wanted me to bear witness to some unspeakable horrors that were inflicted upon them. The woman who's here, she's so on top of them all the time. Like they're still under her thumb. 
You're just still under her thumb. And that's how it should be. This young children, they actually were trying to protect me from her and like giving me advice like, you better be careful about her. We don't like her. And I feel like this is actually their mother. She did not want a family and is very sick mentally, very mentally ill. Like she doesn't have emotions really. There's no empathy there, there's no love, there's no, there's nothing. Sometimes entities have remorse for the things that they've done, but not this lady. She did some really nasty things to them, very nasty things. What happened to them? What happened to them? Oh, that's a touchy subject. She's pure evil. She's a sociopath, period. There's no empathy there, there's no love, there's no, there's nothing. She is completely insane. And she loves, she loves to hurt. I think that this lady might have killed someone like her. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? I think that she did some bad things to her kids. Since Amy and I don't speak during the course of an investigation, I have no idea what she might have found out. Uh, so I'm gonna head over to the Office of County Rex to see what I can find. I need to find out if anybody else died in Elvis's home and whether or not there was ever a murder or other violent crime there. As it turns out, it's a pretty quiet old farm town. Matter of fact, all the previous homeowners died of natural causes. But the problem is the records only go back 100 years. So I'm gonna find somebody at the county clerk's office that can help me look a little bit deeper. I'm doing research on a location in Erieville. It's an old farmhouse and I'm trying to get as much background information on it as I can. Now, I have an address, I have names of people that I think may have resided in the location. I need any kind of unusual uh, occurrence there, deaths, uh, I don't know, newspaper articles, anything that could come up for that address. Okay. If you can help me out with that, I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Can you describe the, the relationship with this family and this woman abusing the kids? She kept it mostly focused on her immediate people around her, doing little horrid things to them. How can you say I don't care about my children? How, how dare you? How dare you say that? I think she would have been like some kind of poisoning serial killer. Like those women who like poison everyone and kill them. Prior to 1900, around the turn of the century, there was a wife who poisoned her whole family in that household, and they were the Purdy's. And how far back does that go? 
This is about 1898. Okay, now this is a newspaper article on the poisoning. Yeah. Force Paris Green down her baby's throats. She acted queerly, a sorrowful home. What's Paris Green, do you know what that is? It's a poison. And how far back does this go? Just... This is 1875. All right, so we know that at least the Purdy's lived there from 1875 on. Correct. And 1898, we think, is when she decided she was going to kill the whole family. She went insane, yep. Okay. Well, this is a home run. At least I got something. Can I keep these copies? Not a problem. Excellent. I appreciate that. Thank you. This woman did something bad to her kid. Sometimes I'll take on the symptoms of whatever physical violence this spirit fell victim to. Lower head pain, upper neck pain, right here, very, very, very intense, very, very, very bad. I can literally feel their pain. I'm having like the neck thing, but at the same time, it does feel like my head is exploding. It's weird because I'm getting ill, like double illnesses. <laughs> and then something with the chin down to the chest, something with the throat. Always, always, always sick, 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 sick. Nobody's happy about this. They were dying. These people were dying. And this, like, intense head neck pain is like, oh my God. It's like, I just want to get out. It's like, it hurts really, really, really bad. I don't know much about poisonings. So I reach out to an expert that can help me understand how this lady tried to kill her entire family using a poison called Paris Green. Dr. Sawyer, thanks for meeting me. I'm in the middle of doing a background investigation on a case where a woman poisoned her three children and her husband using something called Paris Green. Paris Green historically was used as a arsenical pesticide, that is an arsenic containing pesticide of high potency. Very dangerous compound. It's been removed from the market for decades now. Now the kids, according to the article, she looks like she forced ingested them. So I guess maybe in her state of mind, she didn't get as much in the children as she possibly wanted to. But what would be the long-term effects on these kids from being exposed to this stuff? Multiple. Sometimes spirits won't talk to me because they feel threatened, but not this little boy. He's just shy. It's like he's embarrassed about what happened to him. The boy's not really talking that much because there's something with him with like how he's like a speech impediment. I don't know if he can really communicate very well, this guy, if that's why he's holding back. He's so quiet, he's very, very quiet, very, very quiet guy. Shh. 
from here, what direction do you get pulled? By the trees. Because it's peaceful there. Will they talk to you? How much they freaking hate this house. Makes me like, ugh. Well, you gotta figure this lady's murder plot was totally premeditated. I mean, you don't go out and try to poison your whole family on a whim. So doctor, can you explain to me the effects of arsenic on the body? It causes initially four primary GI effects, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal cramps, nausea. At the same time, it causes pooling of fluids, causing swelling in the neck, cerebral swelling. We call that cerebral edema. That triggers behavioral changes and dementia. Certainly, uh, speech or other motor functions uh, certainly have the potential of being impaired. There's something with him with like how he's like a speech impediment. The article is mentioning that she had a personality change. Would that be a symptom like uh, her being delusional? Yes, a person about seven or 10 days into arsenic poisoning can explode into a very deep, severe level of pain. And if you combine that with personality change, dementia, and even hallucinations, certainly a person could appear at that point to uh, be insane. Her children are still scared of her. Their particular hell is that their mother still has them under her thumb. I feel like more over to the right. So it's more like in this area. They love to just lean up against the trees and just sit there. And that's where they're happiest is out of the house. These kids, they hate the house because the house has the witch. The girl and the boy showed me a portal. It's basically a doorway for the dead. And this is where I saw the graves all in a circle. And that's where the passageway is. This is the graves, and this is the passageway. Passageways are basically doorways to and from other doorways. The dead can come and go freely through them. Someone opened that passageway. Did they do that like while in the house or did they go to this location? I don't know. I know somebody who lived in that house recently has abilities. Someone opened that passageway, which is gonna make things a whole lot worse. All I know is what I experienced in this house. 
Now I get to find out the facts. This will be the first time I hear Steve's findings since we started this case. Elvis, it's good to see you again. Nice I want to introduce you to Amy, my partner. Amy, this is Elvis. Hi, yeah. nice to meet you. He had an experience upstairs in your bedroom, and I want you to explain that to Amy so that she can maybe better understand what's going on here. And then I'll explain later other things that I found out. Okay, yeah. so I came home, I was out just eating, drinking. Mm -hmm. I went to sleep, and this um, person a young woman mm -hmm. appeared. She's young, you know, maybe in her mid-twenties, mid to late twenties. Her hair kind of draped over my body. Mm -hmm. And her hair was extremely heavy. Like, it wasn't blonde, it wasn't mm -hmm. black. It was this, you know, kind of a neutral, almost like watching a black and white movie. She always wanted, like, red hair. So she, like, shows herself with red hair, but really it's like a dark, mucky brown. Well, I, I have to say that I did encounter a woman. If I had to classify her, I would classify her as a sociopath. There's no empathy there. There's no love. There's no, there's nothing. why they have to go and ruin everything? She may have poisoned her husband or her children. What Amy just said gave me chills. I don't really get frazzled too often. And this, this frazzled me a lot. Because you hit the nail on the head so much with this one. There was a woman that lived here with her husband and three children back in 1898. What time period did you get? I'm um, getting early, early, early. I'd go back to like even maybe 1890 to 1910. I did some of the records. The name of the family was Purdy. And what happened was a woman, an insane mother, poisoned her husband, oh her three children, and poisoned herself. And I feel like this is actually their mother. I think she would have been like some kind of poison serial killer. Like those women who like poison everyone and kill them. She is very sick mentally, very mentally ill. She acted like she was insane prior to her attempting to kill the kids. There was an arsenic poison that they used called Paris Green. I didn't know anything about this Paris Green, so I had talk, spoken with a toxicologist, Dr. Sawyer. Apparently, she must have been ingesting some of this a couple of weeks prior to doing this to her entire family because some of the symptoms from doing this is they get a little mental. Exactly what it says right here. An insane mother. She acted insane, and that's a side effect of well, and she was mentally ill before she started ingesting the poison. I think that she was probably taking it to build up to what she was going to do. It was probably a premeditated event, including her taking it before the big day, so to speak. Nobody's going to know exactly what 100% happened. Right. Uh, but we do know that the way the doctor described what happens to 
people that are ingesting this over time, within a couple of weeks, people perceive them as being crazy. They hallucinate, all kinds of their head swelling, the brain swelling, you know. Their head swells. I do get a lot of lower head pain, upper neck pain right here. Very, very, very intense. Very, very, very bad. And this like intense head neck pain is like, oh my God. I'm having like the neck thing, but at the same time it does feel like my head is exploding. What might have started out as her trying to kill herself eventually turned into a homicide suicide attempt. She wind up dying in this house. She didn't measure out. The way the doctor explained it to me, nobody could measure out how much is gonna be lethal and how much won't be lethal. She put this arsenic in the husband's coffee. She forcibly fed it to a four-year-old and two-year-old and she had a four-month-old. I think that she did some bad things to her kids. Three, four, five, about that age. There's also something with like smaller children. The four-month-old eventually died nine months after. It was ironic what happened. She tried to kill her whole family and then wind up being the only one to die. Well, the, the younger child died later on, but what she tried to do didn't succeed. She wound up killing herself. I think that this lady killed someone. Makes me like, ugh. It's almost like a food poisoning it would be the symptoms, the way the doctor described it to me, the vomiting the throwing up, the bloody diarrhea. Very, very painful death. The kids suffered for years, apparently, from effects of all this arsenic being in their system. Always, always, always sick, 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 sick. It's weird, because I'm getting double illnesses. <laughs> and then something with the chin down to the chest, something with the throat. <sighs> she hit it verbatim as far as what actually happened. Do you think the person that may have visited him is this woman? I think it's a possibility because she does have long, dark, thick hair. I feel that she has been here for a long time. Um, but there is a location that was inadvertently opened and what I call them is a passageway or a doorway or a vortex. And it seems to have come about because someone maybe was doing, you know, a little bit of uh, ghost hunting or seance or something of that nature that kind of opened it. Okay. Uh, there is a location that was inadvertently opened, and what I call them is a passageway or a doorway or a vortex. What could have caused that to happen? Typically, when something like that takes place, um, someone like a ghost hunter or someone who's playing around with Ouija's or tarot's or seances. Like out there? And this is where I saw the graves all in a circle. And that's where the passageway is. This is the grave, and this is the passageway. Now, I'm just going to put it on the table. He explained to me during my interview with him that he was in this very room at this very table with a couple of friends of his, and he performed, well, what would you say, a ritual oh. to try to contact 
whoever might be here. I mean, this dandelion thing, that was a way that he was gonna use to find out if somebody was here. Plus some of the blocks in, in this box oh, here. Oh, okay. Oh. Now, the other thing he did tell me was that none of this stuff really happened till you did this ceremony. So I just want to find out if that's what you think might have opened right. this portal. Yeah, that's exactly the type of thing that I'm talking about. I know somebody who lived in that house recently has abilities. Someone opened that passageway, which is going to make things a whole lot worse. It's really best not to create these types of things. What can happen is that the dead or beings can pass in and out of it. Um, it's a doorway for things that we don't necessarily comprehend. So I do want you to understand what you may have gotten yourself into. I wanted to make it clear that this energy in the house, I was available well, for that. Well, when you did that, you opened up a passageway or a doorway, which will bring potentially other entities and things to deal with. And I did want to talk about the woman. I don't know if she came through the passageway or, or what, but I, I, I feel like she's been here for a very long time. But having the passageway here now will make it so that she has more of an interaction with you and potentially other people. And that's why I'm saying you need to kind of get rid of it. I have to give that some thought. By keeping it open, things are going to come through. And it may be people or entities that are not very pleasant. They know where you are. Anything and everything knows where you are. You're kind of like a beacon now. So when you make yourself available to the dead, there is a responsibility to yourself and to them, and there are boundaries to be set. Well, I, I, I've taken responsibility for this. Right, yes. And I'm just aware of... Um... Things will definitely get worse, though. I mean, you know that. Right. No, okay. I, 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 I realize that. I just... Right. I understand. Elvis has no idea what he's gotten himself into. He thinks he can handle it. And there's nothing I can do to help him until something scares him so badly that he asks for my help. That's when I'll hear back from Elvis. That's when I always hear back from people like Elvis. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.